reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. My brother, Vic, my co-host, my man. What's your passport looking like lately, brother? How many countries, man? Are you are you Jamaican, man? How many jobs you got, man? Hey, it's good to have you back in the fold. Talk to me, man. Give me an update. Where you been, man? <laughs> Bruh, you ain't lying, man. I'm talking about five different countries, nine states the last 45 days. Sprecher C. Deutsch, Parlez-vous Francais, Hablo <laughs> Espanol. I mean, you call it, baby. Look, I don't know if I'm in the East uh, Eastern Standard Time Zone, the Western Coast stat, uh, Standard Time Zone. Can't get words out my mouth. Don't know if I'm speaking English, Spanish, <laughs> French, or German. Look, bruh, head's still spinning. Passport got stamped so much, man. They would have mailed me somewhere. I mean, it, it's 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 out of control, and the tempo ain't it. stopping anytime soon, bro. Like thirty more days, and then things kind of settle down. But like, it, it's it's crazy. I, I I I'm I'm literally living out of a suitcase right now, and I'm in my own house. So you know, wow. uh, you got you got to enjoy it. Uh, call it a Rona curse, the Rona get back. You know, you think about all that time you missed for them two years, and I'm one of them crazies that's sitting in airports, you know, playing roulette with if my flight is going to be delayed or canceled and find out my exit strategy. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But this time next week, I'll be in California doing what we do. So how you been, bro? Okay. Man, I'm blessed. I have missed you. I have missed the show. And to our fans, I have missed you as well. Matter of fact, the last time we were all together, guess what? The NBA Finals was on and popping. It was hot and heavy, bruh. So I want us to be able to close that chapter, that that book, if we if you will. Let's let's hit the NBA real quick. I know there's a lot that has happened since we've been gone, but we want to close the chapter. The dubs did it. So I want to give the floor to you. Let's banter back and forth. Let's 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 chop it up, bro. Let's go. With, let's talk about these this NBA. I said it before. Win bet can give me a sponsor or not, but win bet off the dubs alone, <laughs> I called them to win the national the, the the championship, and I also called them to represent the Western Conference. Look, I won me some money. I'm sorry, Pastor. I want me some money. So, yeah. Hey, look, the dub handled their business. We cannot, again, I will continue to reiterate this. I will continue to make this point. They were the champs. They were the champs. Yep. And what happened while they were defending their chance to defend their third championship in a row, KD, pulls an Achilles, 
Clay Thompson blows his ACL. This is in the finals. And then that's it. Katie leaves in the offseason. Clay Thompson has a full year for rehab. Then he injures himself in rehab. So that that those, those next two seasons are lost. Draymond Green gets hurt. Steph Curry gets hurt. People put them out the pasture. But before KD won, these dudes were champions. They were just an embarrassment of riches to say, dang, we lost at their 73-game win season. Let's pick up KD. Let's get what we lost and then keep this thing going. So they were already champs. They just had to go through an awakening period, a, a humbling experience due to injury, not because they got beat in the finals because they would have probably beat Toronto Raptors. They got hurt. So the story is redemption and resiliency. And to see the emotions of Steph Curry's face when they finally close it out, that says that some players take this game seriously. And when you're a champ, they realize that coming to the championship game is not easy. Winning and becoming a champion is not easy, let alone doing it four times. Four times, man. So watching that was phenomenal. What a way to enter Father's Day weekend. And then watching the parade. You know, I, I very rarely watch parades, but that I had to watch just to see the emotion those those, those men face of what they endured, how everyone counted them out. They called them, you know, the petty crew. I love it because they're being petty all day long, petty white, petty Pendergrass, you know, petty Crocker, whatever you want to call it. They deserve it because they do get the last, the last laugh. And, you know, I, I, I love the Dubs. And, you know, there, there's certain teams you find that you're like, I don't like that team. And there's certain teams say, you know what, I have a strong heart. Those guys, I felt the heart's genuine. Say what you want about Draymond. He doesn't define that team, that culture. And everyone on that team has been drafted. Minus the KD experiment, those other three guys have been there since the beginning. And what a way to be that Phoenix and rise yeah. to the top. So what what you think about that series, man, and how that thing closed out? Well, you, you said it eloquently. And so my addition to what you already said is, first, let's go to your pastor. Your pastor will be okay if you add your 10%, okay? He'll be all right. Just do your 10% to the pastor and he'll be all right. I want to talk about who wasn't drafted, Andrew Wiggins. Played phenomenal ball. Uh, he was a has-been, washed up, and he just really started his career. Nobody really had him picked to do what he did, and he shined in the moment, you know, the biggest stage. So I say that to say as a preface to management. So you mentioned drafting Clay, Draymond, and and, uh, Curry, and then you get pulled in these down years. You get a, a big man in Wiseman, and then you go and get Wiggins, as though you had the foresight to know will be back. And when we come back, he may not be KD, but we need a KD-like person, player. Okay? So I give it to management. No, the players play managers. The management managed, and they managed at a high level. You know about organizational leadership. Man, if they don't have it, nobody has it. I'm not going to talk about the Belichick way, the Patriots way. I'm not going to talk about the Spurs way uh, and Popovich. I'm going to talk about Bob Myers and 
the leadership up there and everybody fulfilling their role from the management down to the coaches and every and the, the players know what they got to do and when they got to do it. Draymond being a tough guy, Wiggins came in and was just a, a glue guy, whatever guy, a three three guy, a defender. And then you got Poole, up and coming, not yet arrived, but up and coming. And so you look and, and if you're able to forecast for the future, which nobody has, but their future looks right. And so closing out this chapter, I did not, I wanted the Dubs to win, but I thought Boston was the better team. The Dubs proved me wrong. No, Boston proved me wrong because Boston decided to play ISO ball right into the Dubs' way. So the Dubs really don't have to defend you as a team. They just got to defend one guy. If you're just going to dribble, dribble for 20 seconds and shoot, easy. I don't have to be a defensive specialist. So that was easy. And to our producer, I'm sorry. I'd rather have been in your shoes only to win, but they lost. But you did get that far to win. So to the Boston Celtics, great job. Hopefully you learned. But the better team, the better team won. And so kudos to management and then to Steph Curry. You talked about his emotion. Man, clearly for the love of the game, the kid in you, you know, the promise. Yeah, you have been there three times before. Why are you crying now? It's because of how hard. You talked about the hardship of the two, the previous two years. All of that comes back. And yes, they hear Twitter. They hear what people are saying in ESPN and talking heads of people like you and I. They hear, can't deal with a KD. They, had, they only did it because KD was there. And that's how they won the last two. No, no. Curry, the, the, the silent assassin said, no, we don't need KD. We'll be okay. We won before. We will win without him. And he put the dubs on his back. I'll go as far as say is Draymond in a podcast that he was on was being interviewed. And he said, I think Curry looked at Draymond, saw that Draymond was not playing real well. Said, I got you. Bro. I'll carry. I'll pick you. I'll pick you up. I'll put you on my back. Not only did he put Draymond on his back, but he put everybody else on his back because Thompson wasn't consistent. Poole wasn't consistent. Nobody except for Wiggins was consistent. But we didn't ask of that of Wiggins when he's playing D like he was. So. In closing out this particular uh, chapter is congrats, congratulations to the Doves and to Boston to get that far. But the Doves, you earned it. I love it. And kudos, bruh, to all of those who were involved, starting with management, to have the foresight and the, the, the intuition, if you will, to be able to make the choices that they did as far back as Curry, Thompson, Draymond, to get pulled, Wiseman. Kaminga, oh my goodness, the future is bright. I, I, I enjoy what you said. And there's a there's a retro feel to the Golden State Warriors. I say that you're talking about almost eight years, 10 years, I believe, they've been together. That team, that core. You got so many teams trying to win the championship tomorrow, and then we don't win the championship tomorrow or next week, you blow it up. The, the, the narrative I gave in the beginning is that they drafted them, they had this wonderful experience of winning championships. Then they all got hurt. KD left, which could have been the start of them just blowing it all up. They said, no. Right. These are my guys. 
So it gets back to the organizational leadership. Bob Myers and the ownership team saying, what is our philosophy? Who are we? What do we want to be known as? We're going to break the paradigm, at least this organization is. We're not chasing after the quick win. We want a dynasty in sustainability. You made the point, Wiggins, Poole, and how the future is bright. What great experience where now a pool learns how to become a champion from these future Hall of Famers. Wiggins has a chance to, for a resurgence of his career learning from these future Hall of Famers. And I like how you said Katie-like player. Yes, a Katie-like player, first-round draft pick, but Wiggins is humble, unlike Katie, and re ready and willing to learn. Katie had that experience in OKC to say, dang, I hate losing. Wiggins was in the losing purgatory of the NBA with Minnesota and had a chance to, to become a winner, not a champion, a winner with Golden State. And so we look at the total aspect of that organization. I applied them for sustainability and saying, who are we? What are we? Meanwhile, eight hours south in L.A., we've gone through four different teams, three different coaches. I'm, not, I'm just talking about the last three years. I'm not talking about the last 10 years since the Dubs have created a dynastic organization. Not a dynasty team, a dynastic organization. They're only how many more championships away to become the third leading uh, team? You're talking about what? Because mm. they, they have four with, with Curry in their team. Not counting what they got yeah. in, in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Jordan has six with the Bulls, and that stopped. So it was right. a 90s dynasty for the Bulls, but not a dynastic organization. Dynastic organization within right. the NBA, I will, of course, Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics, and I would argue the San Antonio Spurs because over a time period, we're talking about the Spurs have been relevant since the 90s. It's 2020, as long as Popovich is there and their drafting team and they're doing player development and they're one Kawhi Leonard being selfish away from still being relevant, I'm not, I will yes. never put – uh, uh, the, the, the Spurs out the pasture. Then you almost throw in Miami Heat as a dynastic organization because you look at the yeah. body of work over a period of time. So I, I love what Golden State's doing. I'd love to know that uh, it's very possible that Wiggins and Poole are part of that new generation. We can trace right. a family tree of the Los Angeles Lakers when we say, wow, you know, your Bob Mac your, your Kareem's to your Bob McAdoo's or your Kareem's to your Magic. Magic, it gives the torch to Shaq. And then Shaq gives the torch, you know, that, that Shaq and Kobe experience. And then we had to go through a dark period before mm -hmm. now we, we resurgent. Dynastic organization over a period of time. You know, we could have talked about the, you know, uh, George, you know, uh, uh, Mikeins and, and all that stuff. So my point is Golden State is in a great position. What a way to come back and put yourself at the top of the NBA royalty and be seriously considered one of the best organizations in the NBA's uh, 75 or, you know, years history. I love it. I love it. But we're talking about the glowing uh, uh, championship and how the NBA shined uh, in this moment. What a great series. But now, you know, two weeks, three weeks later, here we are. And it's like black eyed moment when you have player empowerment, and you know where I'm going with this, 
player empowerment. Yeah, I'm all for getting the bag. I'm all for being able to, you decide where you want to go. I love it. But to blow up an organization, and you know where I'm going, and you, I know you have a lot to say about this, KD and Kyrie, and I'm going to call them the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I want to say New Jersey, but they're acting like New Jersey Nets. But the Brooklyn Nets. So, bruh, since free agency started last week, a lot is going on, a lot of happenings, to include Kyrie Irving wants to be traded. He's he, he, KD wants to be traded. Kyrie's talking about coming to L.A., KD wants to go to Miami. He wants to go to Phoenix. Uh, I'm not going to talk about a lot of the other trades, and, and we maybe later on in this show we'll talk about that, but let's lead with the Brooklyn Nets and that that failed experiment, with, to include them two hired and wanted Steve Nash up there. You know what I'm talking about. So, bruh, I put it on a tee for you. Knock it out the park. It's all yours. Mm. Look, I told y'all Kyrie was going to Kyrie. In the three years they had that thing, how many games did he play? Out of those three years, you get you throw in a Rona, then you come back off Rona. He wants to be, he knows Kyrie. And, and they, again, man, the pundits thought they had it called the Lakers versus the Nets. It's just that, that course, uh, you know, that, that collision course that's in, you know, inevitable. Inevitable crash, an inevitable crash, and you know, and part of me, I, I ain't gonna say part of me, all of me, I like it. I like it because it teaches KD a lesson that you had an opportunity to be a champ. How much now is this? This how is that burning in his chest to know that because he didn't win a championship, because Draymond Pride challenged him to be a champion, that he pouted. And thought he'd go buy a championship and work with his friend. And then Kyrie did what Kyrie does. Then you bring James Harden over there. That experiment blew. I said it on this show. This ain't going to work. Because Kyrie's going to Kyrie. And it happened. And now for Kyrie to say, I want to get traded. They opt in. Now KD says, well, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm leaving. Oh, you sure? So KD has now become one of my least favorite players. Because, like you said, I'm all for player empowerment. But don't be a... Don't be a butthead about it. And he, he, he's being a spoiled brat. And Kyrie in his flat earth, he's just great talent. <laughs> but do I want that on my team? When I heard the Lakers even thinking about and I still don't want even to hear a Laker rumor about it. I do not want him by my team. Every team he's been a part of, he blew it up. He had a chance. Him and him and LeBron could have done great things. Him, LeBron, and Kevin Love, and they leave Kevin Love in Cleveland. You ain't heard of Kevin Love's name since. They 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 couldn't work that out. So he goes to Boston. He's working that team. They're doing great. That was his dream team. He destroys that organization for a time period, and now he goes to Brooklyn. I don't want it. I don't want it. So it's unfortunate. And we said Steve Nash, not for your first. Not for your rookie season. Not for your first gig. You're gonna get these prima donnas. Then they then they trade James Harden and bring in a Ben Simmons who hasn't played in two years. Come on, man. Right. Like right. that. Right. That is done. Like that whole organizational experiment is done. And we just spent time talking about the Dubs. 
So, so Brooklyn, I'm laughing. And guess what, Laker Nation? Pay attention because you can't buy championships like that. You got to have the team. You have to have the organization structure in place that can take care of a star player like LeBron and surround him with the things, but also get a, a, a solid coach, but make sure the players around and stop picking people's friends. So Westbrook, you on the clock, bro. But again, we're talking about three different clock. teams uh, for the Lakers uh, in the last four years. And, you know, but yeah, man, what would you think about what's going on in Brooklyn? You, you called it. I, I didn't believe in what you were saying because I thought talent and, their 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 genius, their basketball expertise. I thought that was going to override everything else, and I was wrong. You were right, because um, I know KD is a baller, and given the opportunity, I thought Kyrie was just going to be a baller. But he had a different opinion on coronavirus and being vaccinated, and so he was already uh, not going to be able to play fifty percent of the games until they passed a law where he was able to play, and so. You know, he told on himself that it was, he was about himself and he wasn't about the team. And Andrew Wiggins, guess what? He changed his whole tune. He didn't want the vaccination, but he got it for the team. And oh, look at look at the results. You know what I'm saying? So Kyrie, bro, just unlike my co-host here, uh, I want you, if you leave the shenanigans, if you leave that crap, in Boston, in Cleveland, and in, in, in Brooklyn because of your talent. I'm with you. I'll take it. Because in my mind, I'm a Laker fan. I want you to, I want the best talent. I want the ch best chance of success in a Laker uniform. And if you leave those shenanigans to the side and you think about our succession plan, LeBron is not always going to be there. I need a healthy LeBron, excuse me, a healthy uh, AD and a Kyrie who doesn't have the shenanigans. That means Westbrook will probably be gone. But I'm living in a fantasy world, and it doesn't work like this because your track record has been proven. AD is always hurt, and Kyrie, you're going to find something else to disrupt, dislodge. You're going to be that Plymouth rock that lands on everybody else. And so I don't want that if that's the case. I'm ready to rebuild, retool, because LeBron is in his, he's on the 18th hole, if not the 19th hole of his career. So uh, Brooklyn, uh, they don't deserve our time right now talking about them because they are, they are terrible right now. Uh, I will talk about some of the free agents that, you know, that are going there. If KD stays, they're going to have a decent team. You know, just, just sign, uh, uh, what's his name, TJ Warren and, and uh, Patty Mills resign. Let's not forget, you know, Claxton is still there. Um, they got a sharpshooter. Joe Harris is still up there. So they got a pretty decent team. They just need to say the I don't know what KD, what Katie's talking about, but enough of Brooklyn. Enough of Brooklyn. I will talk about some of the other free agencies, though, that are notable throughout the NBA. You got DeJounte Murray going to Atlanta. Bruh, what it, that is going to do with the backcourt with Trey Young, that is huge. Now, Clearly, San Antonio is telling me we're all about rebuilding. They sent their best player to a team that is going to be contending in the East. I'm not. We're going to talk about power rankings later on when the NBA comes around, but that is huge for Atlanta. Then you got Rudy Gobert. What? 
he is not Bill Russell. But what? They sent a slew of players, three, four players, and all kind of draft picks for Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. What is Minnesota thinking about? This is not the second coming of Shaq, Kareem, or, or Bill Russell. He's a defensive specialist. He is not offensively, he is handicapped. So I'm interested to see how that is going to play out in Minnesota. It does help Minnesota because you got a rim protector. Carl Anthony Towns now can just be free will. He doesn't have to protect the paint. So he can go out and shoot his threes. He wants to shoot the three anyway. So he's a, 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 a little man in a big man's body. That's what he is. But Danny Ainge in Utah, where Gobert was, was traded from, he's down there masterminding, brother. He's rebuilding, retooling. So I just want to bring those up and any others that you may have at the top of your mind as far as free agents that, or even people that are just changing teams. Give, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, good point. There's one thing on the L.A. piece. If Kyrie could not handle the market in Boston, Brooklyn, what's he going to do in L.A.? L.A. ran Dwight Howard smiling tail out there the first time. Westbrook, who's from California, can't deal with the heat. You think Kyrie and his sensitive self is going to be able to deal when, they, when the L.A. fans start getting at him, the L.A. media? Do not bring that. I'm with you on the talent. But him missing 24 games a year and coming there, yeah. him and AD both missing games, I'm watching the fantasy world, but that is straight fantasy. Let's do that on fantasy NBA come the fall, <laughs> and we can play with him on a team then. I don't want him in reality because that's just going to blow our team up even more. But as you stated, done on them jokers and done on that joker in particular. It, the, the wonderful thing about – sports now and we talk about nfl does not have an offseason nba is competing with that i mean the nba championship game ended the week of june 16th and yet two weeks later it's still relevant we got four months almost three months left until the first tip-off in october and they're relevant you're talking about these moves yes we are still going to wonder where would kd go but with those people who have already left, like you talked about, Gobert, I don't know. It, it, like you said, it, it's will Minnesota be that powerful? Or is Minnesota reading their own press clippings? Because they looked great in the playoffs last year, but they also had shooters. And they also had a Anthony Towns who was able to, when he came to play, he came to play. But now you lose, what, Beasley? You lost some, you lost, you lost some killers. What team do they have? Now you have two big men, one of which who's not a scorer, the other who wants to be his inner, you know, John Paxson, the three-point specialist, and not be able to play in the paint. What is the – they got gutted. I mean, Danny Age is not going to give up Gobert for gun bears. I mean, he really capitalized <laughs> off the talents the guy brought in the system he was in Utah. But Utah won out on that deal. And I will be interested yeah. in seeing Minnesota and what they do. And, and again, that's fool's gold to me. Because the Western Conference that was there last year is not the same Western Conference that'll be there this year. There are some teams that didn't make it to the playoffs that should have been to the playoffs. So while we're laughing at Minnesota, we saw what Memphis was able to do. What about when the Clippers make their showing? What about when the Lakers make their showing? What about when Portland wakes up and remember who they are? 
So that's what I'm talking about when that's three new teams. And Dallas, look, your boy Don Donkic, yeah. oh, he ready. He ready. So when we're start looking at those four teams in particular, and three of which didn't make it to the make it to the dance, come on, man, come on, man. Good call. So, Good so call. I, I feel with Minnesota, but they have already reached their peak. They they ain't they, yeah. they they ain't gonna be there, and they lost your your Mister Nasty Man Pat Beverly. So it's already a whole different yeah. team, whole different culture. Man, well said, bro. We're getting that towards the end of that hour, but man, we got to hit UCLA, USC, uh, a little bit of NFL. Baker Mayfield, he gets traded today, so I know you're a USC guy. I've been USC, John McKay back in the day, Ricky Bell back in the day, uh, I, John Wooden, and the the Bruins. John Wooden got to be rolling over in his grave right now, bro. To join the Big Ten, what? What? What pack 12, pack 10, pack 8 back in the day? What is going on? We need a 51st state. You know what that 51st state would be called? In flux. We're in a state of flux, brother. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Initially, I'm upset. I need you to talk to me and help me out. Understand this piece. I was a little disturbed at first. I agree with you because when I start thinking about the Big Ten, I'm Pac-12 guy. I went to Southern Cal, class 98. I don't want nothing to do with Ohio State. I don't want nothing to do with Michigan because that's supposed to be our rival. But if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. We know Pac-12 gets no love nationally. The only two teams that really has the brand name is USC, UCLA. Yeah, give props to Stanford. Thank you. They're the Harvard of the West Coast, or they'll say Harvard to Stanford of the East Coast. Oregon had they, you know, they they time in the sun, Washington, but we know the city of Angels runs the Pac-12 by losing those two huge brands. So you want to say UCLA in basketball, USC in football. That's that's it. You take all that money and revenue because the Pac-12 wasn't paying, and you place the right smack dab in the middle of Big Ten country. Come on, man. I mean, you're talking about Ohio State always gets national coverage. Michigan's always going to get that national coverage. Then you got Michigan State. So then, you know, now, now, now you're going to bring UCLA, USC. So now you got these, uh, these, these powerhouses. And it's not really about the Big Ten right now or the SEC. It's what they'll be in three, four years. We know in the NBA you have two conferences, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, NFL, two conferences, AFC, NFC. Look, I, I – you know who the big dog is, is the Big Ten commissioner to be. Last year when SEC started making their moves, he says, let's have this conglomerate between the ACC and the Pac-12. And everybody, yes, got it. Meanwhile, that mastermind has already been like, yo, I'm going to post these cats with a Pac-12. And then I'm going to make ACC blink. And now I'm the big dog. And how powerful now that you got the Big Ten, who's going to probably be renamed. Of course, it should be. Then you got the SEC. And the big fish, the big well, is what is Notre Dame going to do? Because ACC doesn't have anything to stand. What does Clemson do? Why does Clemson want to share their money at Boston College? Come on, man. Why did North Carolina, in, in the, from the basketball perspective, they're like the UCLA on the, in the ACC. Why do they, as North Carolina, want to share their revenue with a Boston College basketball team? 
when they could probably join an SEC or a Big Ten. So I see these two super conferences come together and create the college football playoff we want to see, where you have 12 teams in there represent for each conference. By this, by this strategic move that the Big Ten did, yes, it's UCLA, UCLA, USC. But again, I look at the big picture. It's going to push the, the these other teams to say, okay, am I relevant enough? How's the Pac-10 or Pac-12 even going to compete now? Who who, who are they going to pull into? The San Diego State? UC Irvine? I mean, who are you going to pull into that? This is not watchable sports. So if you're the Oregon's and the Washington's, you're looking for who's going to be your new daddy. And every, that's going to be disbanded. When, when Texas and Texas A&M left the Big 12, who's even counting Big 12? Who even worries about that team anymore? And so Big 12 is who, what, Oklahoma? I mean, so it, it's a long way, man. And when we want a, a super conference, an NCAA, college football playoff, couldn't get things right when they had opportunity to expand the playoffs from four teams to an eight or 12, and they decided not to do that. Oh, SEC runs the NCAA. So they said, no problem. We'll do this our own way. And Big Ten is right next to them saying, all right, let's do this together. So I thought it's an awesome move at a strategic level. Uh, Big uh, uh, USC, UCLA will make a lot of money in the Big Ten. And so I'm excited to see. Yeah, from a nostalgic standpoint, it's like, whoa, what is this all about? But long run, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And, and it took me a minute like you. Uh, I'm still when I think about it, I can get excited. But I the long play is all about dollars and cents. And so I get it. And I guess if I'm going to be a traditionalist, I need to be, be a traditionalist all the time, not just some of the time or when it's just fitting for me. And so it, it does allow the big uh, even a grander and bigger stage for the UCLA's and the USC's, especially when it comes to recruitment. And that's where they've been hurting here uh, most recently is recruitment. So when you can get that Eastern, those Eastern boys, those Michigan boys and the Ohio boys, you know, looking at your program on the West Coast and possibly come on and out, then you're now being more competitive. So in the end, what do you want? That national championship. But you need to have and you need to be able to deliver. And having the use, the L.A. market. Wow. And, and then playing on a larger stage, wow! So it does it does make sense to me. But golly, man, I, I'm I, I, going back. I knew where I cut my teeth on, and it's not that anymore. So uh, thank you for for sharing that with me, your point of view, and it does make a whole lot of sense uh, when you say it and put it that way. It's a long game. Yeah, I mean that that that's the thing. It, it's still gonna be exciting to watch. But whew, yes, <laughs> what a move that was last week, man. What a move that was. Yeah. Well, bro, we're at the end, man. We'll get on Baker. Uh, he finally got a team. Uh, Deshaun, they haven't decided what they're going to do. The NFL is going to do with him. Um, I'm excited. You said so well. Even the offseason, you get excited about the NFL and the NBA. Look, we're talk- talking college football, and it's not college football season so all these moves that that are happening as a fan you you have to be excited about it so to our fans if you took the last 30 minutes to just break up your day uh to listen to us and share with us we want to say thank you to our fans those who have come back and come back we want to know how you're doing we want to know what you're doing 
doing. We want to know your take on your college team, your professional team. We didn't even get to baseball yet. It's a long season. So we definitely want to hear what's going on in your sports world and in your neck, neck of the woods. So on behalf of my co-host, I'm signing out. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. This is another edition of Taking to the House, and we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Unc. Great time today. Great reconnecting. Hey, fans and fans, we love you all. Same thing. Be safe. Uh, summer's almost out. we got eight weeks. Imagine that. It's almost over. It's almost time to send kids back to school in the next couple of weeks. So I trust everyone had an awesome 4th of July. Continue to be safe. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm making a statement when I'm not making a statement. Things that happen in our country all the time. Vote, vote, vote. Be part of the process. Be part of the solution. Look, we love you all. Holler at us on all our social media platforms. Take care. Enjoy the day. Take to the houses out.